This is most certainly true. The Word became flesh. Our Savior God was born a humble baby to set a world of sinners free. He became a person so that He could save people like us. And because He lived and died in our place, now we have a promise of life forever in heaven. Join our celebration of the birth of Jesus with this sermon recently delivered at Grace. Gospel from Luke chapter 2. These words will serve as the basis for today's sermon. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present Jesus to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms, praising God and saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. The word of the Lord. Christmas is now already 48 hours in the past. It's 48 hours that maybe some of you were gathered here 48 hours ago to worship the newborn king on Christmas morning. Are you still celebrating? I'm hoping that the tree hasn't come down and the decorations packed up quite so quickly, but knowing our society and especially our retail world that is so quick to put stuff up already in September, they're already moving on into the rest of the new year now. But I want you to think about Christmas yet this morning. And in fact, I I want you to think about your gifts that you receive. I'm going to be nosy for a moment. Did you get some good gifts for Christmas? Did you get what you wanted? 
things that were on your list? Were your gifts better than what you had hoped for? I'll be honest. Do you actually still remember what you got for Christmas? Full disclosure, Friday evening, my kids asked me what my favorite gift I got that day was, and it took me a minute to remember what I all got. But here's the most important question. Did those gifts fulfill you? What I mean by that, did they bring you joy and happiness and contentment? Now, maybe you actually have to think about what would be a gift that would really truly fulfill me. And what would be on that list? Would it be a a big wad of money? Would it be a a great all-inclusive vacation just to get away? Would it be a brand new phone? Would it be a new video game system? What would it be? I hope that the gifts you received this year did fill you with joy and happiness. But here's the reality about Christmas gifts. Sometimes, no matter how great the gift might be, it's not always what you really want or need. Sometimes even a really great gift wears out quickly or breaks easily. Sometimes the the gift is something that doesn't even fit you. Or a gift that you quickly forget about and it gets shoved in a closet or shoved underneath a bed. And and even those really great gifts, maybe it was a big stack of cash or a really nice vacation, those things eventually come to an end or run out. Now that I've completely ruined all the Christmas gifts you got this year, let me remind you, lest we too quickly forget and move on with life, what Christmas is really all about. It's not about a whole stack of Christmas presents underneath a tree, but rather the present that lies in a manger. Christmas is not about longing for a temporary gift, but finding the eternal treasure. Christmas is not about feeling empty when it's all done, but about being filled. So this morning, as we spend some time in the account from Luke chapter 2, We're going to see Jesus. We're going to see that Jesus was and is the truly fulfilling gift. You know Luke 2. Luke 2 is that famous portion of God's word that starts off with Jesus being born in Bethlehem, the angels announcing this joyous news to shepherds outside of Bethlehem, and the shepherds' joyous viewing of this and sharing of that good news. But did you know Luke 2 actually continues on for quite a bit after verse 20? And that's today's account. It takes us 40 days after the birth of Jesus. 40 days after as we find Jesus and Mary and Joseph in the temple because God had, they were fulfilling a command that God had given that after a woman gave birth to a son, she had to wait 40 days before she could go to the temple and purify herself. And that's what they were there now for to offer up the sacrifices in accordance with the purification rituals. But there was also another law that they were observing that day. God said that every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord. This was a law that God had put into place to commemorate how he had brought the people of Israel out of slavery in Egypt. It was a reminder of how God spared them from the 10th plague, that 10th plague where the angel of death went throughout the whole land and killed the firstborn of both man and animal. But God passed over the homes of the Israelites that were painted with the blood of the lamb 
and their firstborn sons were spared. And now God wanted them to dedicate them to service to him as a reminder of that love and grace. And so here on this day, never had a child, a firstborn son, ever been dedicated in such, as such an important and meaningful uh, thing. This was Jesus. This was no ordinary life. This was the Son of God who came to be the Savior of the world and to give his life for you and for me. Now, it might be really easy to just overlook these opening verses and move on to the good stuff when you get to Simeon and Anna, but these verses really set the stage for the rest of Jesus' life. You see, Jesus is the gift that came to fulfill all of the demands of God's law. And it started from the very beginning. It began with him observing all of the religious requirements. He kept every one of God's commandments. He didn't miss a single one. He didn't slip up at all. He fulfilled all of God's laws and demands and his will. But even more than that, he fulfilled all of God's laws for you in your place. For all of these ungrateful moments that you have in your life, Jesus lived each day in perfect contentment and thankfulness to his God. For those moments of of doubt and weakness and questioning God, Jesus willingly entrusted himself to his Father. For every lustful look that you have had in your eye, Jesus kept his eye on all that is good and perfect. And for your sinful, prideful ego, Jesus willfully and humbly gave himself each day out of service to you and to save you. And for those times where you have lacked love for your neighbors and people in your life, Jesus embraced people every day. Jesus worshipped, he obeyed, he loved, he gave to his God, to his family, to friends, to strangers, to the helpless, to the prideful, to believers, to unbelievers, to his enemies. He gave of himself perfectly and selflessly. And every single one of the laws of God that we so often scoff at and overlook and quite honestly just blatantly ignore, Jesus looked at and said, yes, Lord. Jesus fulfilled all of God's laws. He's a truly, a a truly fulfilling gift. But Jesus fulfilled more than just keeping God's law. Let's take a look at Simeon and Anna. They were both in the temple that day awaiting something special. Simeon was waiting for the consolation of Israel. In other words, he was waiting for God's promised Messiah, the Savior, to come and to bring comfort to God's people, comfort to this world. That's why he was in the temple that day. And God the Holy Spirit opened his eyes and showed him that Messiah, Jesus, before him. And as he held that Lord God, his Savior, in his arms, listen again to what he proclaimed. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, my eyes have seen your salvation. Lord, you have promised, and here you have fulfilled. And the prophetess Anna was there that day too, longing along with the rest of Jerusalem and people of Israel for God to send the redemption to this earth, to buy people back from their sins and to set us free. 
And here she came up at that same moment to Simeon proclaiming the song of praise. The Spirit moved her to recognize this was the Messiah. This was the fulfillment of God's great promise to send a Savior to the world. And she rejoiced. Now some of you kids, you maybe made a list of things that you wanted and sent it off to Santa this year. Maybe to your parents or your grandparents. Imagine if you could make a list, write out a list of all the gifts that you would like from God. Well, maybe you actually have a list like that, things that you would want from God or are asking from Him. And quite honestly, all of us have in our hearts these things that we just expect of God and want from Him. Now, whatever is on that list, here's the reality. God does not promise that He's going to make you rich in this life. God does not promise that he is going to make this life in this world easy and take away all of your problems and troubles. God does not promise that he is going to make everybody like you and be nice to you. God does not promise he is going to heal every disease and sickness that might afflict your body. And God does not promise that he is going to take away everything in this life and and make it all easy. But what he does promise something far greater. He promises that he's going to send you a savior who's going to take away all of your sins and crush the worries of this world and defeat sin and death. And so far greater than just hoping to have a pleasant life in this sinful world, God gives us the sure and certain promise that you have eternal life, a perfect life, in the glories of heaven. And Jesus came And he fulfilled that promise of God. He came and fulfilled all of the prophecies. He fulfilled the very promise that God gave in the garden to come and to crush the work of Satan. And Jesus took the perfect life that he had lived from the very beginning in the manger and he took it to the cross where there he offered it up as a payment for all of your sins to set you free from sin and to set you free from death that heaven can be opened up to you You are forgiven in Christ, completely and fully. You are loved by God. You are welcomed into his kingdom through faith in your Savior. Eternal life is yours because of Jesus. That is a truly fulfilling gift. And my favorite part about this whole account is the reaction that Simeon and Anna had as they were confronted with the Savior. If you've ever held a little baby before, maybe you can recognize the joy that was in their hearts. Holding a, a baby, while well, it can be a little terrifying, is, is quite a joyful, awe-inspiring moment. As you hold that little child, it, you, you reflect on the marvels of life and how such a complex little being can be in this tiny body. And the gift of life and the gift that it is to us. My own kids just recently were able to hold their newborn cousin who's just a month old and I tell you what, on on their faces they were filled with so much joy and wonder. It's amazing to see. Imagine holding your Savior in your arms. Your hands touching the very God in flesh. Talk about marveling over life. Talk about being filled with joy. 
That's what Simeon experienced as he held his Savior, fulfilling God's promise in his arms. And there's no doubt and and, and no question why he proclaimed such a beautiful song of praise to his God as he said, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Now, God, through his Holy Spirit, had promised to Simeon that he was not going to leave this life, he was not going to die without seeing God's promise of the Savior fulfilled. And here he held that child. And as he held that child, he was filled with peace peace of mind peace of heart, peace of soul. Why? He held salvation. He held his Lord, his faithful, loving God. Think about peace of mind for a moment. Peace of mind is is a mental state where there is calmness and tranquility. It's a freedom from stress and anxieties. A car dealership might offer you a peace of mind warranty so that when you drive that car off the lot and if something were to happen to it within that time period of the warranty, you just bring it right back and they'll repair it for you. H&R Block, the tax preparation agency, offers you a peace of mind um, addition that you can add to it so that if the IRS were to audit you, you don't have to worry about it because they're going to come in and take care of it for you. Peace of mind. When we look around at the world, we look at the unrest, the political rhetoric, the bickering that is going on, the disease, the uncertainty when it comes to the economy and the things around us, it's really easy for a person to get stressed out and feel anxious, as many of you have, especially in this past year. When you stop and look at your own life, in your relationship with the Lord God, and you see how you so often mistreat the people in your lives, you can be filled with anxiety and uncertainties too. But in those times and in those moments, look underneath the tree. Not underneath the Christmas tree, but underneath the tree that became the cross. And there see your Lord Jesus, who came for you, who fulfilled all of God's law in your place, who fulfilled God's promise to rescue you from sin and death. Look to that Savior and hold Him, that Savior, in your own arms in faith. Look deeply into the eyes of God and see the great love that He has for you and be filled with a peace that surpasses all kind of understanding. You are forgiven. You are God's child. Heaven is open to you. Believe this and rejoice. Praise and thank God. Speak this good news to the people around you. This is truly a fulfilling gift. Now that day in the temple, I have to imagine that there were probably a lot of other families that were bringing their firstborn to be consecrated to the Lord, just like Mary, Joseph, and Jesus were there. But in that crowded temple... Most of those people probably had no idea who was standing there with them. Jesus probably didn't even get a second glance, if even a first. But 
God the Holy Spirit opened up the hearts and eyes of Simeon and Anna to see that this person in the midst of them, this child, was God himself, their Lord and their Savior, and it brought them great joy. A lot of people around our world just celebrated Christmas. And yet today there are many who have already moved past it and have forgotten. And many who are feeling unfulfilled even after they received some pretty great gifts and spent time with family. Why? Well, because they missed seeing the most fulfilling gift of Christmas. I pray that God the Holy Spirit open your eyes today too. That you can see the fulfilling gift that God has given to you. The gift that Jesus is. A gift who fulfilled all of God's law in your place. A gift who came to fulfill God's promise to rescue you from sin and death. A God who gives you and fills you with his spirit that you may live in joy today and always. Jesus is that truly fulfilling gift. And that gift is yours. Amen. Thanks for listening. To learn more about God's grace, to support the work that we do to proclaim the love of Jesus in Milwaukee and around the world, and to find our schedule of special worship services, please visit www.gracedowntown.org today. And we'd love to have you join us for worship sometime soon. This grace is for you. Lord, make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord, look on you with favor and give you peace.